Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, a very special supplemental edition. Uh, my name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself, because joining me from across this great nation of ours, across the amber waves of grain and the, the Rocky Mountains, the Mississippi, and, uh, and most of Texas... All the way from California, would you please welcome the Christian nerd, Scott by God Higa. Hey, Scotty. I was led to believe that Charlotte the intern would be here, and I am upset. (laughs) Charlotte the intern is always with us. She lives in our hearts. (laughs) She's got room. So I'll tell you this story because I've shared it with Charlotte and my sister. Uh, So you gave me Charlotte's number. Because I wanted to text her because I like her. Yeah, because not give, giving out eighteen-year-old girl. I know number, it's so thing. it's so weird, right? And and so this with, is why with her permission, with her permission, right? Yeah, I so shared it, her contact. Yeah, it wasn't like I didn't like steal your phone when I was in Florida and get Charlotte's <laughs> number. So we were like, so will because she always like she's young, so she posts on Instagram all the time. So she posts mm-hmm. a lot about the music that she listens to, and yeah. she listens to a lot of awesome eighties music. And she so has, she is a uh, far beyond her pay grade when it comes to the music that she curates. Yeah, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll text about music and share things back and forth. And so uh, she sent this band to me and I said, "Ah, she's like explaining it to me and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's like the lead singer from uh Rascal Flats and some other like they pulled members from like all these other bands from like the 2010s and now they're they're a rock band." So like you should check them out. They've got some 80s vibes. It's like, "Oh, it's kind of like the the 2010s version of Toto." And she's like, what what's what what she was like, was confused by what I said. Was like oh like Toto you know like the band and and there was all like the best studio music musicians from the like late seventies early eighties they got together and made a band. She's like oh mm-hmm. no I know what they are and so like she misunderstood my response and then I thought oh my gosh I've just mansplained mm-hmm. Toto to this twenty year old and it was like eating me away for three or four <laughs> days. And because because I have Africa on many a playlist, mm-hmm. and I hear that song a lot, so every time I would hear, I think, "Oh my gosh, I made such a fool of myself!" Like I'm this forty year old dude. This is why forty year old dudes shouldn't text twenty year old girls, women, because like this uh, among, is bad. Among other reasons. Among other reasons. And so I sent her text message like, "I know you probably have not thought about this." Once, but I just need to sincerely apologize for mansplaining Toto to you because I that, like you know me. I am not about that. Like I'm not about that mansplain. Like so, I'm so sure. It's like you're right. I have not thought about it once. I'm like exactly, but I I did. So man, well, if that is the if that is the worst, the ugliest face of your toxic masculinity, I think that the world is going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do my best not to be toxic or masculine, <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, so, but yeah, and and so I was really bummed out because the one time I went out to Florida to meet you all, uh, Charlotte got the Covey Wovies, and so I did mm-hmm. not get a chance to meet her. But that's okay. Also, I didn't meet Julia, but she's moved to the ATL. So yeah, as we say in the business, she is dead to me. In fact, in just a few moments, we're going to take a quick break and hear from Julia. Yes! In a segment that we call Julia at Large, where she fills us in on all of her wacky misadventures in the, uh, what, is, what is Georgia? Is it the Peach State? Uh, yeah, the Peach State. The Chick-fil-A State? 
I got Chick-fil-A out here, and it always puts me in a state, man. A state Georgia. of happiness. Georgia is on my mind. Uh, yeah, lovely place. Uh, we'll hear from Julia in just uh, just a little bit, uh, should I remember to hit the button and make that play. But uh, uh, summertime is upon us, Scotty. Any chance that you're going to be able to weasel a summer vacation and come back out this way? Because I'm pretty sure that uh, I can get Charlotte the intern to to show up to your shindig Let this me time tell around. you. On the list of places I want to be in the middle of summer. <laughs> you you don't even have to finish that ten sentence. My body, my body agrees with you. We went to Disney Springs today. We we didn't even go to hang out, to visit, to shop around. We went to go pick a thing up. It was parking. your new corksicle? Uh, to pick up my my new corksicle. Which yeah. which one did you get? You really need to create an account for this, Tony. You need to share like this month's corksicle, oh, and then like show it and, and like do the lighting on. The like have like Christian make it a production, man. I need to see these things. So, music and fog and yeah. strobe effects. Okay, so I want a warning who- before the video <laughs> that says photosensitive users <laughs> should not watch this. Vi- like that's how intense I want. Consult these. your physician before watching this cup reveal. Uh, so a few months ago, the corksicle, which is one of these metallic cup bottle, you know, beverage receptacle places, and the official vacuum uh, sealed cup, because vacuum they sealed keep, drink, keep yeah, it nice and cold. They're, they're the official beverage receptacle company of Walt Disney World. I found out today. Uh, they they opened their first brick and mortar store, and it's really just like a little uh, cart, almost. It's a tiny, it's a it's a wee little thing, uh, in in Disney Springs, uh, and we got to be one of the first hundred people that were there, and they gave us free corksicle cups for a year, which was pretty awesome. So every month we get to go back and cash that in and get our free cup. So today we went out, Sheena and myself, and uh, we we looked, we shopped, we checked things out and um, she chose a Loki themed uh, corksicle canteen which is really cool it looks very much like Tom Hiddleston-esque and uh, and I didn't know which one to pick so I I just kind of went with an Iron Man themed one it wasn't <laughs> really one that sung to me but I got it and it was free so I just thought uh, uh, Iron Man it is also you should make it content where you post, like, instead of best thing ever, best corksicle this month. Best corksicle this month. You just you you take a picture of like four options, have people vote on them, and then do whatever you want. Because okay, so yeah. that's gonna be it. Next month, I'm gonna give a poll, and you guys can choose. This is a Scott Higa joint here. You can choose my corksicle in an epic online poll that we'll call choose choose my my corksicle 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 i have one corksicle and i use it frequently yeah no it was nice the last one i got was the uh, mandalorian and then the first one i got was the uh, just the free one that they gave that said club 100 on it for being the first 100 people so um i still have so you're only 25 percent of the way into this thing man yeah, you know I'm the year. The year is and- flying by, Scotty. You know this year should fly by. If I'm going to be <laughs> honest, <laughs> have you had have you had a rough go of the 2023? Uh, Scotty? You know, go back. Uh, some episode we recorded like in May about you know if you've listened to my show or think my dad passed away earlier yeah. this year, and then I lost my job, mm-hmm. and then uh, breaking news on the internet that I have not had the opportunity to share yet. Uh, the job I thought I was going to get doesn't want me i failed a background check for some reason so you know was it all the texting of 18 year old girls 
because that'll do it. That'll nah, do it. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like it's yeah. So you know, so 2023 has been a bit of a ride, but uh, as we're talking about this summer, I'm enjoying my summer. I am on the cusp of a three night camping trip here at one of the beautiful beaches in Southern California. With, with all the list of depressing things that happened to you, it sounded like you were on the cusp of getting a contract to do a country music album. No, nah, country music sucks. But if you. if Toto wants to come and do an album with me, I bless the Wait a the minute, Toto the dog? Is there, the, tell me about Toto. Explain that reference to me, <laughs> if you would. How about you explain your So I Married an Axe Murderer uh, reference from your sermon, So Tony. this is what it is. I the, the way that I learn, the way that I retain, I just memorize things. My brain, I'm sure, is made of... Uh, of I don't uh, Velcro. It's just the things just stick. stick it's like yeah. my my the, the way my cerebral cortex functions. It's like the the floor of a movie theater. There's just stuff stuck to it from who knows when, and occasionally it comes out. And when it does, no. I, I, I sometimes I'm not even aware that I'm making references to things, and sometimes I do. But I just like the way the words flow, the way that they're written, the way that they kind of bounce uh, when they're spoken. And uh, and it, you'll find me making references to things, and 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 because the one time that I make most of my conversation is in front of uh, a room full of people on Sunday morning, yeah. those references just sort of eke out, and I don't expect people to get them, to track with them, to recognize them. But when they do, it's like a bonus nugget. So yeah, I, I, I did make a reference to the Mike Myers, what what movie, what, what year did that come out? Like 93, 94? 94, yeah, it was right in the middle of like angsty, I'll look it up, you, you continue your story. <laughs> I mean, the, the soundtrack had sixpence, none the richer 1993. On it. 93, yeah, so uh, so I married an axe murderer, and yeah, I, I, I dropped a line from that movie in my sermon on Sunday, and Scott, um, I, I guess watching from California, yeah. uh, Sunday's no longer a work day for you, so that, that's got to really free you up, <laughs> uh, commented on the fact that I... I referenced that uh, that's why overlooked jewel in the crown of Michael Myers when I, I, when, I uh, when I when I preach I am much more scripted and noted than you are I, I have tried to be more scripted no, and I'm hey not good at it because and you can always tell I, if you if you're if you ever watch me when I'm behind the pulpit I'm usually on script mm. when I step out from the pulpit it is Pew pew pew, flying from the hip, man. Just you never know, and and I don't know. And I am all for ever, like right, like that's the weird thing too. Like being in a, uh, I've been going to new church, and so sitting there and being a part of a church and watching somebody preach who I've not heard preach for sixteen years, it's really weird. Like oh, this is a new experience, but it's also horrible because. I'm still in pastor mode, and so I can't... Like, it's easier to, like, engage with the worship, but it's still mm-hmm. really hard with the sermon, if I'm going to be honest. Because I just sit there and think, oh, you know, I could have... I would have done this different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And not... And, and this is why I'm broken. I don't think... I don't think this how I would have done it different. Sometimes, like, oh, I, I would have done that better. But that, mm. that's that's not very frequent. Though, every single wedding I go to, unless I'm at a one that you officiate, every time I'm like, oh, man, I'm so much better at weddings than this guy. Well, this guy. to be fair... That's not just you. I think that's every wedding guest. Have you ever gone to a wedding as a just a, a person and you reach over to like Alicia and you're like, our wedding was better. Like, oh, that was stupid. Or why would they walk down the aisle to you? Know, yeah, no, our, yeah, our wedding was fire. Great. Well, maybe. Never mind. 
nope, nope, nope. I almost made a California nope. joke, but I realized okay. we're on a Florida show. Yep, yep. So. Bible Belt, baby. It's the Bible Belt. <laughs> See, that is why I script myself, Tony. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, it is um, it is, it is movie season. You know, speaking of movies to quote that we have seen and haven't even seen yet, uh, uh, you, you saw Flash. We talked about this I earlier. did see The Flash. That's That was probably the first big summer movie that I took the time to go and, and catch. Um, I still haven't seen the Spider-Verse yet. Did you see Spider-Man? I did see Spider-Verse. I Oh, you know me. I like everything. You do. Uh, you do. You know, you, I, 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 re- I reviewed Spider-Verse on my show. I'll say I don't. Like, it was good. I don't understand why people are freaking out about it as much as they are. Interesting. I think that's probably, without having seen it, I think that's probably a fair assessment because... But people, it the people freaking out about how amazing it looks, that is spot on. It is spectacular. And the first and just one the, was wonderful. The first one was, but it was it was Justin Miles' universe, basically. And so now they, they pop to different universes, and each universe has a different art style. Okay. And that is, that's, that's stunning. Like, Gwen's universe is... It's a work of art. It's it's unreal how they how they do Gwen's universe. So I like Spider Verse. Uh, and as a comic book fan, do you find it kind of rings true and and brings you to a place where you're like, yes, this feels valid. This feels legit. yeah. There are a lot of things that feel, you know. I mean, obviously it's drawn, so it feels a lot more like a comic book panel. But there, yeah, it, it it was good. I mean, I haven't read a lot of Miles Morales, if I'm being honest, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was good. I I, I enjoyed it. Most of the Miles Morales I read was when he was still in the Ultimate Universe, kind of before they did the big crossover where he came into the 616. They're breaking it up again. There's some new things starting, I think, this week again with the multi with the Ultimate Universe coming back. I don't know. It's hard to pay attention. To that is, it really is. They're all over the place. They um, are. Did you see the Little Mermaid? You, I mean, you have a six-year-old I, girl. I did see the Little She's, Mermaid. You're, is Clara six or seven? She is seven now. Uh, I know, right? That makes me that makes, feel that, old. That makes everyone feel old who's been listening to my show. Because it started, like, I started my podcast when she was, she wasn't even born yet, right? It was 2015. Like, she wow. wasn't, like, you know. So, yeah, I did see Little Mermaid, uh, as I mentioned on, on my show. I, f- I find every, almost every single one of the Disney live action remakes, they're completely unnecessary. Hmm. Like, they're, they're not. You don't, like, some are good. And some are, oh, that was all right. But this so was the I, exception, I, right? This was the one that said, no, this was completely No, this was totally unnecessary. Unnecessary. <laughs> totally unnecessary, but massively entertaining. And I think uh, Halle Bailey did a great job as Ariel, especially right. when she couldn't talk on land. I thought that was great. I think that, so I, I really don't like the Lion King live action remake. I think the photorealistic thing just isn't good. Because yeah, the, animals the, the characters have, can't emote. Yeah, animals have small faces and small eyes. So it's like, like Zazu should be exasperated, but he's a bird with a tiny face, so it's just, you know, John Oliver trying his best. Mm. Doesn't work. But, so they made um, Scuttle and Sebastian, they made the animal's eyes yeah. more more uh, exaggerated. Okay. So it was, they that, that was much better. And Sebastian was great. Scuttle, I mean, I think Aquafina's hilarious. And she was awesome as Scuttle. And there's a new song in this uh, with Scuttle and Sebastian singing in... As the kids say, maybe they don't. I'm old. It's a bop. Like it's really good. My kids keep, <laughs> my kids keep asking Siri to play it. So no peak. Yeah, it, uh, and that's but, a device. Here's, here's that, that might be a hot you, take because that's that's something take, I hear a lot take. of people crap on is the Aquafina yeah, rap song. But uh, uh, you will understand this. 
because uh, I talked about it on my show, and you're a 30 Rock fan. But Prince Eric was not nearly handsome enough, like, <laughs> at all. And so all I could think about was when John Hamm was on 30 Rock, and, you know, Liz is like, yeah, you've got this whole Disney prince. And he's like, yeah, I know. They used photos of me from my college swim team for Prince Eric. Like, yeah. like he would, like he was fine, but, like, Prince Eric is a good-looking cartoon, and just the, the real-life version was just not as attractive, if hmm. I'm going to be honest. Hmm. But it was good. You know, again... I'm I'm happy. To, I'm just happy being in a movie theater. Yeah, uh, I got the AMC movie like see a movie three times a week for mm-hmm. twenty dollars a month because since I'm unemployed, it kind of is paying out for me. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like so I I made a list of movies that are all coming out this summer with a percentage that I would see them because I'm like, well, you know, if I still mm-hmm. have this movie pass thing and if I continue to be unemployed, which <laughs> looks like I'm gonna. You know, I can sneak out and, and see some movies. I've so. seen The Blackening three times already. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's, it's a horror movie. I don't know what The Blackening is. I just I'm looking down a list of movies that are coming out. This I did summer. see so I so I think it's it's a it's a movie starring a bunch of black actors. It's a spoof on horror movies, but the poster says we can't all die first. Oh, <laughs> that is really funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, are you gonna go see Elemental? Uh, nah, I don't. It's I, maybe. Uh, Mostly, I play the trailers for my children. If they say, "Yeah, I want to see that," then we'll we'll probably go see it. Ele- uh, Elemental, they they're really giving it a big push. A lot. In fact, when I was at Disney Springs today, uh, in the story that I failed to finish telling, I think actually, uh, it, the bottom line was it was really hot. We just walked yeah. in and walked out. It was stupid hot. I was so. So they had the water guy out there from Elemental. Just they, I wish it was more like they just they, they gave everyone the complimentary fire girl from Elemental and Ugh. shoved it right down your pant legs it was awful Ugh, so um, but yeah I, 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 it, it didn't like I don't know Pixar movies almost always make me say ah, maybe not interested but then I see them and I'm like oh for the most part they're really good right yeah, like, I, I think feel, I watched yeah. the trailer for Cars and I'm like pass or Finding Nemo don't think so yeah I don't know maybe it's nostalgia kicking in but I don't know they don't seem as magical as they used to but like there's their they're like new IP ones because Wally's my favorite. I think Up is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a crotchety old man at this point. Possible, but I, I think Walt Disney Animation. I think they are continuing to crush it. I think that their movie Encanto was great. Encanto was um, great. So I think yeah. I think Walt Disney. I think Walt Disney Animation is in maybe not peaks. You know, like 1989, 1990, 91, 92. Mm-hmm. But they've been on a pretty solid run since the first Frozen came out. Yeah. I mean, just. Bang like when when the worst one in there is probably like Ralph breaks the internet, which was pretty good still. Like sure. that's not that's not too bad. Yeah, that's good. What about um Barbie? Uh, I put Barbie at a seventy percent chance of me seeing it. Yeah, because in because when I was so I, this was from my I keep referencing my show like I hate when people oh well in my podcast I said this I'm assuming nobody listens to my podcast that's why so earlier in May I did uh, all the movies Scott hosts a, a show called The Christian Nerd <laughs> yeah, 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 which you yeah. can download anywhere fine podcasts anywhere, are consumed yeah, yeah. yeah and so Barbie was a seventy percent because I didn't know if in July I would still have my movie pass like that's honestly what it was <laughs> but I think it looks I think it looks really funny and a little subversive. And no, not, no, dude. It looks a lot a subversive. Lot like, okay, I was, I was okay, surprised. Okay. At yeah, no, how I think far looks, they were willing to push it. 
And, you know, all I mean, Simu Liu's in it, and he's our our favorite Shang-Chi. So that they're, that they're all Kens, and they're all Barbies. Mm-hmm. And just in that new trailer where they're all dancing, and Margot Robbie's like, do you guys ever think about dying? I mean, that's hilarious. That's really, really funny. So. And I love Kate McKinnon as sort of the, uh-huh. uh, you know, used up, colored yeah. on, haircut Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, and, you know, I don't have any, I don't know if I've seen a movie with Ryan Gosling in it, but he you, seems you like he's just. see the 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 Notebook? No, I didn't. Come on. No, nah, I know. I don't think I was dating anybody at that point, so missed that one. I had just also gone my wife a bad doesn't breakup. So Ugh. my wife doesn't like romantic movies, so dodged I, it. I sat in our That's, youth room. Talk about toxic and, masculinity. My my wife doesn't my like wife romantic doesn't. things, so I'd have to do it. Yeah, shut up, make me a sandwich. That's not me at all. But I'm not a big fan of like romance movies. If I'm but be would you be like, mad if a sandwich came to you right now just because she heard you? Know, I'm never mad about a sandwich coming see? to me. It's like the gift with the hot dogs, but just sandwiches flying at my face. <laughs> Hoagie! This is Woo! why this is why this is an audio podcast. And also why we shouldn't record this late at night. If that's true. It is very other. late at night right now. Uh, later for me than it is for Scott. For Scott, I think it's just past lunchtime. For me, it's three <laughs> in the morning. Um, not sure. Timey-wimey, so, wimbly-bimbly. So the, the Flash ends the, the DCEU, uh, kind of like winds it all down. I know that the Aquaman is still coming, but... Um, the Flash seemed to be like them putting a bow on basically every DC thing that had come out up till now. And there's really nothing left. I mean, as to Spider-Man and the, and the Flash. Oh, for the summer? Except for Indiana Jones. Okay, so here's here's what I... So my 100% on the list were Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's movie. I haven't gotten to Asteroid City yet. Yeah, yeah, but no, oh, no, okay. that's for me too. Okay, we'll put Indiana Jones back and we'll talk. You, you mentioned Asteroid I, I, City. I just got him like date-wise, so... No, no, Asteroid uh, City is a must-see Yeah, in the theater I, for me. Yeah, I love... So my a bit again for my show that I have it's Christianary podcast like is I haven't watched the French Dispatch yet no and so now like I've got to do it this week because I can't watch Asteroid City before I watch and now keep in mind none of these movies are connected it's not like no not at all yeah I know I know but, but yeah so I uh, Asteroid today, City this is true that I've never seen Rushmore oh my gosh it's what I know I've seen. Bits and pieces of Rushmore to the point where oh I my. know that I've probably seen Rushmore. That's like what you know when they do those things like pick a movie that like describe like that's mine. Like <laughs> Rushmore <laughs> is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. That's so telling. Like by far. So I always say, like Star Wars in general, my mm-hmm. number one favorite movie, just the whole thing. And then two and three go back and forth between Rushmore and Moulin Rouge. I mean wow. that's just like Star Wars, Rushmore, Moulin, like those are my favorite movies. Of all time. Wow. And Rushmore, I think, really defined something and flipped a switch for me in November of 1998, right? When I'm seeing it for the first time. And it was just right. is Because you're, you're a theater kid and you want to like artsy movies, but a lot of times they're boring and they kind of suck. But then I sit down and I watch Max Fisher in the yearbook club with his beekeepers and freaking Bill Murray. Like his wife is cheating on him and her like the guys at their son's birthday party and so he's standing on a diving board in a pair of free Budweiser swimming trunks with a cigarette and a scotch just standing on the diving board looking at his life falling apart it like I don't know like something like switched in it was like that's so 
that's so funny and so just dark but hilarious. Uh, yeah. So have I, you talked to anybody about this, like a professional? Because not about not about Rushmore. Okay, I'm just saying it, it might. But no, I do I you have a desire think... to write a hit play? That's my question for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna make jokes about the movie, but you haven't seen it, so it's okay. I'm but sorry. you should watch Rushmore. It is, I think it's it's one. Yeah, I, I think it's. I don't know if it's Wes Anderson's best movie, but it's my favorite of his movies. So that was a question, and I don't know how we're. I want to. I want to talk about Indiana Jones, but here we are talking about Wes Anderson, and this is fine with me. Like, yeah. there's his best movies. There's your favorite movies. Like the Wes Anderson. Uh, Spectrum is, yeah. is a wonderful thing to behold. Like, I don't know if you had to ask me, I think I would say my favorite is like The Life Aquatic because it's so weird. Well, I did not like Life Aquatic the first time I saw it, and then I rewatched it a couple more times, and now, yeah, I really, I really like it a lot. But I think his best is the, um, the Grand Budapest. Really, I think his best. I've only seen that once. I should watch again. I think his best is the Royal Tenenbaums. I think is yeah something I about put the Royal best. Tenenbaums did the opposite for me of what Rushmore really? did for you. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was an uncomfortable movie for me. I, it's so funny. Was it Gwyneth uh, Paltrow? Was it this the 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 smoky eye makeup that did it for you? It, no, and she lost a finger, and so she has, and she's like, "What's my middle name?" Ah, trick question. You don't have one. <laughs> it's Marie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that movie's so great so Wes Anderson there's two kind of people in the world there's people who are Wes Anderson people and then there's people who are not I don't know yeah, that no, there's a middle for, ground for sure so I'd say my favorites are Rushmore I love Fantastic Mr. Fox Fantastic Mr. Fox is I didn't see it ex- forever because I just didn't get it I didn't track with it and then I watched it and I went and I like that you did the, you know. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Um, I really like Moonrise Kingdom. I think that's fun. I, what a heart-touching little movie. I know, right? Uh, I've only seen Grand Budapest Hotel once. I've seen I Love Dog once. It was good. Uh, and I need to watch French Dispatch. So yeah. uh, I would probably say the one that had left the least impact was Darjeeling Limited. Dar- I was going to say, Darjeeling is the once the, in the, the theater. Least, I thought you were going to forget it. Yeah, and may and not, honestly, like now I'm in a place like you know with my father passing away, and you're in the same place. Maybe maybe we watch it and we're at a different spot, and it, it yeah. speaks differently to us. That I would I would wonder, but and Bottle Rocket's fine. I've had so, a yeah. hard time watching the um, you know t- yesterday was Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, the, but I I have had a hard time since my dad passed away uh, in 2021. I've had a hard time watching those um, dad movies without it kind of going a little lump yeah. in the throat. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that'll be the same thing. And like, I mean, you, you know, Christian, your son's very old, but ever since Claire has been born, anything with like father-daughter stuff, mm. like just ruins. So I was tearing up in The Little Mermaid because, mm. you know, Triton's saying goodbye to, to Ariel. And the one that gets me every time is Raya and the Last Dragon. Have you seen that? I saw the first 10 minutes of it. So, hashtag spoilers. But at the end, like, Raya sees her dad and, like, I just lo- Like, she starts crying. He's crying. I'm crying. It's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's just a, a whole big emotional uh, circle. So here on the Nerd of Wes Anderson cast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I wish my life was painted in a Wes Anderson color palette. Palette, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break and hear from Julia at large on your Nerd of Godcast. 
and gentlemen, from Atlanta, Georgia. It's me! Hey guys, it's Julia back with another segment of Julia at Large. That's with a capital ATL because that's where I am, it's where I be. In case you missed it, I'm here to pursue an acting career. So today I find myself in a very grateful mood. God has truly brought me to a place where there are many more opportunities, of course, for my career, but I've also gotten to give him props uh, for surrounding me with people who love what I do, you know, share my interests, but they also don't gatekeep. Gatekeeping, if you're unfamiliar with that phrase, just essentially means someone is keeping pertinent information to themselves. Anything that might be helpful um, in assisting someone else reach their goals or their aspirations, they kind of keep to themselves for fear of um, giving away their secrets, right? They, they don't want to give you too much information because then they can't excel and they want to leave everyone else in their dust, right? I've experienced that before, you know, coming from a world of, of theater acting, not to throw everyone under the bus, but that is kind of a more catty, clicky kind of group of people usually I've come to find. Um, and something that I really love about what God has done here um, is really just surrounding me with people who love to be open and share and we're in this journey together. Um, I found a great acting class full of a lot of silly, silly people and me being a silly goose, I, I fit right in. And I just feel really, really grateful. And I just wanted to update you guys to say that God, when he sent me here, he had plans for me, not just for my career, but to, to mold me into who he wants me to be, to be more like him. And I think a big way that that happens is, you know, by being around people that can point you to him, even in the most unexpected places and fields, right? I've come to meet so many people that are so supportive, that are Christian, that, you know, just want to see me succeed. Um, and they don't know me that well. And I just, I don't know, I got to give glory to God because when he sends you somewhere, he really provides. He knows that I've been in seasons in the last few years of of loneliness and looking for validation and he's not leaving me wanting. (laughs) So I'm just really grateful. And I, I wanted to update you guys that I have found some really cool people that are nowhere near as amazing as all of y'all are, but I don't know. I just feel that God's protecting me and providing me what I need to, to thrive. And I just couldn't be more grateful. And we are back. I am very captivated, entertained by Miss Julia and her tales from the ATL. She is the real deal. Uh, well, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We haven't seen I it. I want it to be good. And you know it's not going to be. I So I never read reviews because I don't like spoilers. Sure. But I always... there. So the, web, the movie website I've been going to since 1998. Like, I generally trust their reviews because they kind of review movies is as it like plugged a moviegoer. In focus on the family? Yes, me and, me and Dr. Dobson. Mm-hmm. Um, is he alive? I don't know. <laughs> Making a joke about a dead man. No, I don't. Um, and so they gave it a five out of ten and said that it's... If it weren't an Indiana Jones movie, it would be okay. But since it's an Indiana Jones movie, it needs to be more than okay. Is that fair? I think so. I think so. I, I haven't seen it, but from from yeah, I trust the website. So yeah. But so just the I, sentiment about the the fact that you've got yeah. Harrison Ford, the fact yeah. that you've got the that franchise, you need to take a little yeah. more care with it. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Like, there's no way it can be bad as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I mean, on my list of movies that I don't like, which is very short, if I'm being honest. Which is true, because you are just constantly sunny when it comes to movies. Yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls is bad. Just... Mm -hmm. It's not good. It is not. And it and I wanted to because I I mean that was that was what, fifteen years ago? And Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford's older now? Yeah. Oof. So I don't know. I mean, I, I gave it a hundred percent that I would see it back at the beginning of May. Oh, you, well, you have to see it. I know. Even if it's a steaming pile of poo poo, you have to see it. Yeah, that's true. Well, I can't wait to see it so we can talk about it together. I don't have a lot of hope for it. And no. I'm thinking, like, so so The Last Crusade came out in 1989. Bro, that's 34 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. And here we are coming back to it. Not not the last, apparently. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I want it to be better than I think it's going to be. So, from what I gather from the trailers, the, the, there's a time travel element to it. Like, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's told in flashback or if we're traveling in between different timelines. I'm not. I, I I've tried to avoid reading uh, things too because I'd like to yeah. have the element of surprise. I've, I've only watched the first trailer. Right, but there's younger- even when I was. Even yeah, even when I watched the Flash and it came on, I put my AirPods in mm. and averted my eyes so I wouldn't see it. Yeah. That's my go-to move in the theater. There, are, there's younger indie in this, so so there. there's some yeah. element in which this is either told in flashback or there may be some kind of you know yeah. time travel multiverse element because everything's in the multiverse now. Um, is it? Is there a time when you have to say enough's enough? Like you you had your run and it was great hang up the hat man hang up the whip like it's not this is no longer it's almost like elder abuse to watch poor <laughs> how old is Harrison Ford now man 80 that's a lot dude that's, that's Michael Keaton was 71 it was 70 when they filmed The Flash that guy looks great for 70 but yeah I I think Indy would have been laid to rest in his refrigerator had it not been for <laughs> Disney buying Lucasfilm <laughs> I think one. I think probably one of the mandates from the Disney shareholders was since you have, since you own the rights to Indiana Jones, we need you to make another one. Yeah. I think it's probably what it came down to. So had Lucasfilm not been purchased by Disney, I don't think we would have seen another Indiana Jones. But since Disney bought it and they need to make another ride, probably, you know, they just bang it out. I, yeah, it's, it's it, it looks. To and me James like- Mangold's a really good director. I mean, he made Logan, which is spectacular. Logan. So like. There's so there's so much going good for it, and it's just. But he didn't make I, Logan with Disney trying to tell him how to make a marketable yeah. franchise, and that's tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not super stoked. On uh, especially if they're if they're trying to kind of pivot it into an ongoing franchise with um, Phoebe Waller Bridge as kind of the main character, which is sort of the speculation there is that. But that well, was the same better, thing they said about Mutt better Williams. Better than Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> you know? Than, is, it, is it, though? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Am I the last one still holding out hope that they'll just recast it and let uh, let Chris uh, Chris Pratt be the new Indiana Jones and we can just start over? Oh, my gosh. People would freak out. They'd be so mad. But why? Is it, I, it, are, I don't is it know. more frustrating to watch somebody get recast or to watch them basically get driven into the ground? No, I, I think people. Just, I think people are just sour on 
Chris Pratt for no reason. Why? Chris Pratt seems I delightful. I know. I don't like. He just seems too delightful. I don't know what. It is, is it because he talks he, he, about his church? Is it because he talks about like? His, I, his I think faith? that's part of it. But I think people like assign like things to him that probably aren't part of who he is. I don't know. Like I don't like. You know, you go from being lovable Andy Dwyer and you're fat to super ripped Star Lord, and then you get cast in every movie and you don't do a Mario voice, and the whole internet turns on you. But he just seems like a dude who really is happy with his life and enjoys working. Like, you know what? And that seems pretty great. He is one of the top celebrities that I would just say I would enjoy hanging out with him. Like, I would be his his next door neighbor. Yeah. Seems like a good dude. Well, yeah. of all of these movies that are coming out, and there is a season for, for all of, you know, summertime comes out, and we got to watch all these things. We have to go see them. I had to go see Flash quickly because I knew something was going to get spoiled for me. And by God, I was in line at the Coliseum of Comics warehouse sale on Saturday, and there was a guy in line, two people in front of me, and he's kind of holding court there and talking to a couple folks and just, you know, big mouth, big opinionated. And, uh, and, and I am going to say something something that is a spoiler right now. I'm letting you all know because when you say spoilers, you're supposed to tell people spoilers. What this guy did was say, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but Nicolas Cage is in the movie as Superman. And I'm How like, is that not a spoiler? You, sir, are the worst. And I was so offended and upset because I had just seen the movie, but if I had not... I think I would have been a little bit ticked. And there's a time for it. There's a time that you can say, you know, you got to go see it. After a certain period, you can, you know, you're going to get spoiled. That's why I'm anxious right now about going to see Spider-Man real quick, because I know I have crossed the threshold of spoilers are now acceptable. And, and it's it's my own fault if something gets ruined for me. You know, there's not that much. I don't think there's that much to, like, really spoil. And it's like, oh, there's a bunch of spider people. All right. Well, I kind of gathered that, but... Yeah, exactly. I don't like... I don't, there's not, like, big cameos, maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it, because maybe, like, even saying there's not spoilers and spoilers. <laughs> you spoiled it for me. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. There's... but. When when I think about the 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 book of Ecclesiastes, the the well, there's a time for everything, right? Turn turn turn, a season for yeah uh, every activity under heaven. Um, this is the season for movies. This is the season for wearing short pants because it's hot outside. You know, this is the season to uh, to go on vacation and spend time with your kids and look forward to them going back to school because it's crazy. And then we have these broader stroke seasons in our lives. Where you know, like you're going through right now, you're in a transitional <laughs> moment. You're in the you're in the wilderness. You're between Canaan and Egypt, my friend. Um, in, in your ministry and your jobs, I'm just like I want you know, like there's sometimes in the Bible where you're like I like I know I shouldn't want to experience that, but I kind of do. Like just the glut of meat, where like the Israelites had upset God so much that he's like, if you want meat, that's all you're getting for three months or for a month. Like that's so. <laughs> You like when God's just a little bit petty. Uh -huh. I love those <laughs> moments. You want to get nuts? Let's get exactly. nuts. <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah, for sure. All the all the all the seasons and, and the times and you know, what do we do but get through them, right? Like I mean, in terms of my own life, my own experience, I think that what I've appreciated about this, I was even talking to to one of my old coworkers today is that God has shown up in so many ways yeah. through this season of my, my dad's passing and shown up in so many, you know, very practical ways. I mean, from you and, and your crew taking care of me, 
and you know like so many people in our my christian community like sending me like hundreds of dollars of gift cards to doordash like so many people showed up in so many tangible ways for this season and then through losing my job and like god has just been so present and i remember journaling like way back when like as my job was as i was losing my job alicia my wife had already had a job lined up and I had already had this next job like lined up. So like God like didn't even let us get to that season of worrying because mm-hmm. he had taken care of us. So like he'd pre taken care of us. Like there've been seasons in the past where he kind of let things get right to the, to the end. Right. Like, Oh no, that timer's about to go off. And he's like, Oh man, there's five minutes left on the clock. You're good. Like, so he took care of us in that season. And then I was thinking through like how gracious God was that he let me start the summer in that place of thinking everything's going to be okay. So I could really enjoy the time I've had with my kids and all this summer. And then it wasn't till, you know, two weeks in the summer when I got the letter that said, Hey, you're not getting this job. Yeah. And so to even be like, Oh, like I got that like worry free two weeks with my kids, which was awesome. And now it's like, well, why is that worry free and happy for those two weeks when literally everything's still unknown in my life? But I can probably enjoy the rest of the summer with my kids and trust that God's going to be be good and show up. So I think it's just like, how, how do we trust God in different seasons? And he shows up in different ways and we learn how to trust him in different ways is really what I've been learning this year. And it's it's hard because we, we interpret things sometimes moment by moment. And then those moments can sort of, you know, stack on us and become these layers on layers on layers. And it becomes our reality. Uh, we've, we've had some issues that just I had a pipe bust in my house and we went like three days without having water which which sucked and then I I came into my gallery I'm recording now in my gallery which has all these toys and collectibles in it and I realized oh when it busted it poured into my closet and I opened my closet where all my hot toys boxes are and just a myriad of collectibles that got soaked and ruined and was so frustrating and then just all these little things that happened we had a, a car issue that happened I was literally the same day the plumber was in my home I got a call from Sheena that her car was on the side of the highway just and then and then we we went to a conference in Tampa and got a call on our way back that um oh the the ceiling in our church had caved in and it was like oh that sucks and uh, it was Saturday night and we had to call out the troops, man. And it was like, come on out. We had insulation that had just covered every inch of our sanctuary and uh, just drywall everywhere. It was just a hassle. And then this little thing happened and this little thing happened. This, and it's just like, man, you start to think, boy, this isn't just like an isolated incident. This is just where we live now is awful. <laughs> and it's not always like that. You know, you, 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 you look at the elephant, you say, how am I going to ever, you know, get this thing down? And it's like, well, you, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. And, um, and, and it sucks because sometimes the last thing hasn't gone away when the next thing pops up. It's not like a game mm-hmm. of whack-a-mole. It's like a game of attack of the moles, you know, like, like they're just everywhere. And, um, you know, you, you're, you're going through the season, you know, where you're still uh, dealing with the loss of, of your dad and then the loss of, you know, different situations. I don't want to, you know, just keep hammering that nail on. But but they don't it doesn't necessarily go away as quickly as the next thing comes up. You know, I'm uh, I'm still a couple years away from my my dad and, and it still hurts. There's still times yeah. when I'm like, I'm still trying to get through this one, man. Stop throwing new uh-huh. things at me. And uh, it's unfortunate and it sucks. But 
uh, th there's reminders, you know, uh, you, we always say the, the simple phrase, this too shall pass. And that's, that's for good things and for bad things. It's not always like this. There's still moments, even in the middle of our storms, where we can see the hand of God moving, where we can experience his grace in a real and, and tangible way. And, um, and, and, and ultimately, even in those moments when things are rough, we know that it all works together for the good of those who are called into, according to his purpose. We know that 2 Corinthians 4.17 says these present troubles are, 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 are temporary. They're small. They won't last very long. They, and they're producing in us a glory that outweighs them all. It's going to last forever. It's eternal. And, and that, that God has not just somehow abandoned us when we're in a season of dials of destiny. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, he gets us back to the, uh, you know, the, the last crusades those moments, uh, you know, it, it can't always be bad forever. Uh, and the number one thing I think that we have to hold on to, we have to hold on to as believers, especially is hope that, that God is still working uh, something wonderful and purposeful and powerful in, in our lives. Cause if we don't have that boy, we might as well just give up now. I think that's the, <clears throat> that's a hard part. And I, I wrestle, you know, thinking through, like oh how much hope do I need or, or you know like like tell myself oh it's not that bad like oh people have a lot worse like right yeah. that yeah. oh you know like oh no like I found out I wasn't gonna get this job it's like well my wife has a job you know it's okay like we're not ever under a threat of not having anywhere to live like, like just all those things and I think that it we're, we're really quick to diminish the the storms we're facing mm-hmm to be like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, oh, people are worse. Like, well, yeah. Like, we got to keep things in proper perspective, sure. right? But we can't admit, like, this is my storm. I can't I can't be like, oh, well, I can't worry about my storm because somebody else's storm is much worse. Like, mm -hmm. I acknowledge that that person's storm is way harder and way worse. But my storm is still my storm. So I yeah. need to trust God in the midst of it and, and trust that he'll, he'll be with me. And, and having that hope. And I think, you know, even that ultimate hope that, like, even if the storm never ends ultimately i'll be with jesus yes yeah. like right that's it that that's that's the hope that it could get as bad as it possibly could mm -hmm. but jesus like i'll be with him yeah. eventually yeah and and not just eventually but he'll walk with me through the midst of whatever i'm facing even if i don't know why even if it never ends and i think it's important to remember and that's the, the, you're you're 100 right i mean you're just you're you're 100 right and and right on man and and, and god fills us with that hope and, and peace but I think it's okay, like you said, not to diminish, not to minimize, not to just live in. Well, nope, everything's fine. It's like your 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 arms <laughs> off. No, it's not. It's just a scratch. <laughs> I've had worse, you know. Like uh, it's okay to to feel your feelings during those moments, during those seasons, during those times, because the Bible doesn't say, hey, there's a time for this, and then the other one doesn't count, because just look forward to, you know, the, the, I, I know you got to sow right now, but just think about reaping, because reaping's going to happen one day, so forget about the sowing. It's like, if we don't go through this, and we don't feel the feelings, and we don't put the work in, then, then maybe the time of reaping won't be as plentiful. Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus had Lazarus, man, and Lazarus was his friend. And and and, J and John eleven, Jesus goes to where Lazarus laid, and 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 now, do you think that Jesus didn't know how that story was going to play out? Like Jesus didn't know that Lazarus was going to come right back, right there, and he still felt his feelings, and he still wept 
for Jesus. Don't for, you for like Christ. this? Is totally aside, but don't you hate like some of your listen pastors and they're like they they do have to do so much like dancing around that scripture. Like, well, Jesus was like weeping because people didn't have faith, or he was weeping because, like, just like. Well, Jesus just felt his feelings. Like that's that's an okay. Like we're so scared of Jesus, like having his emotions and feelings. Just like you have to explain it away. We're just like, well, no. Like he was sad, and maybe he wasn't sad because, but he he was sad. His friend was dead. Like he looked at Mary and Martha. They were really sad. Mm-hmm. Like even if I know things are gonna be okay, but my kids are crying, it makes me sad. Right? Like right. So just like yeah. Like we we need to experience those things. And like I love what you said. Like you know the the feeling. Uh, I, I always go back to like this season. Four years ago, we were trying to find a place to live and it was horrible and it was awful and I was stressed out and I remember sitting in the parking lot at my office just crying like it was a horrible season mm-hmm. and I felt all of those feelings and I shared them with people. Like I remember I had a meeting the day I was sitting in my car crying and I called my friends like trying to hold it together, but she said hello and I'm like, ah, can we reschedule a meeting because I'm falling? <laughs> right, like I felt all those feelings and now four years later, recognizing how God showed up, yeah. recognizing how God was so good, recognizing how God provided mm-hmm. and experiencing the emotions that I did back then has helped me in this season to not get to that place. Yeah. Just trusting that whatever I'm feeling, whatever we're facing, like God's going to provide God. God will meet our financial needs. God will meet our physical needs. God has more than met my emotional needs. Like I, by all estimations of the person that I am, losing my job which was always my greatest fear in life for some reason because i want security no and we also tie losing, a lot of identity as men yeah, into oh, for what sure. we do and especially as pastors yeah. so i mean let's i mean oh my gosh losing that like i should be much more of a mess than i am but i'm not and i contributed that to being a mess four years ago <laughs> going through that and god meeting me there i'm like okay so so i think that yeah we can if we, it's kind of that way with anything, right? If we, if we dull our emotional response to what we're feeling, then we probably don't learn the lesson as deeply as we need yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's a really good thing that you said. And we need each other too. You know, like it's it's my privilege to be able to be here when you need me because I know that you've been there when I've needed you. And there's been tough times, and that's why we build community. That's why we have our Nerd of God squad. That's why we have our uh, our online um, Discord group. Octagon Slack. You, you have the Octagon. We have the the Fight Club and and Vault Thirty One because we want to get people connected to each other. Proverbs seventeen says that a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Bad times will come. If it's at all times, that means it's in the good times, in in good times and bad times. Take it, Scott. I'll be by your side forever. Because Maybe. that's what that's friends, friends, are friends are for. Yes, exactly right. Uh, and and Dionne Warwick went real crazy there, right? <laughs> you remember when she was like, "Call the psychic, the psychic like, friend, okay, Dionne Warwick." Is it? That's that's crazy. All the way to the bank. Yeah. That, hey, man. But uh, you know, we we ha- we get to love each other and we get to be there for each other. No one times. can see the future, Dion, especially not Stevie. Wonder. <laughs> well, if you're going I through tough times, myself. just know tough times don't last. Uh, Scott just died. He just fell over. He's just I wanna, I, with himself. I, so, like, just I am. I'm just. I'm like I said. It's been a long time since I've gotten to talk to the microphone. Uh, <laughs> I love, like, you know, this is all great. And I think that we had VBS in our church last week, and my kids came home the first day, and both of them knew the Wesson was the, you know, from uh, Matthew 6, 7, 
and the the house is built on the sand and the rock, sure. right? The wise man, the foolish, the foolish, wise builder, foolish builder, and both of my kids like that. Like Joe didn't like couldn't tell me the rest lessons for the week because he's three, <laughs> but like that one was so like the image is so solid, the picture is so clear that both my kids were able to say like, yeah, we need to build our house on the rock. So when the storms come, when the wind, when the rain falls down, the waves come up and the wind beats against the house, the house built upon the rock will stand. Yeah. And you know, that <clears throat> that's a simple lesson that my three-year-old got, but man, it's still one that I'm trying to learn yeah. this day as a, a 41 year old person who's been following Jesus for most of his life. I'm still like, ah, what's it look like to build my life on that rock? Yeah. Because, you know, the storms I'm experiencing now, you know, like my house, my, my house stood up like by the grace of God, yeah. by friends investing in me. But there's some other storm out there that I don't know. And I don't know if my house will stand under that storm. So what can I what can I be doing now to build my house to deepen that foundation upon Christ for the storm that's coming? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody tries to um, to, to build a house once the mudslide's already begun. You yeah. know, you, you gotta put that foundation down before the storm happens. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you lose a little bit during the storm, you know, if if I mean if if the dial of destiny sucks, I'm not going to be less of an Indiana Jones fan because Raiders is still there for me. Temple of Doom is still there for me. Last Crusade is still there for me. The things that I built my fandom upon are still there. And if I if I lose a movie or two in this quintilogy, is that the word? Quintuplogy? Uh, a fivesome of films, um, then I'll be okay. And, and sometimes, you know, you have a bad day. Sometimes you have a bad year. Uh, but it doesn't stop what that, that he who began a good work in us is going to be faithful to complete it. So uh, we we keep hope alive. We keep each other encouraged, and um, and we keep our eyes upon the Lord. Um, I forgot about the uh, Blue Beetles coming out, Scotty. How, what do you think about the Blue Beetle? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of movies you didn't mention. I, we're, I was going to go over them after. We I was just kind of going. I looked at a list and then I completely stopped <laughs> looking at the list. What else? What else do you got? What are we looking forward to? Uh, Take us let's home. see. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I've not seen, like, I think the previous two Mission Impossible movies, but they're all great. And Tom Cruise is insane. Okay. Like, he just, he's a movie star. Like, he's crazy, but he is charismatic on screen. Oppenheimer, I think, looks phenomenal. Well, Christopher Nolan is always phenomenal. I didn't see his last one because I heard it wasn't that great. Which one? I don't know. The one that came out in the pandemic. The Was what it was Dunkirk? It no. Tenet? Tenet. Yeah, I didn't see Tenet. Tenet was cool. Was it? Okay. Yeah. But I think Opp- I think Oppenheimer looks unreal. I think it looks really good. I think the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie That looks movie hilarious. looks so cool. It looks so much fun. Yeah. Just, it looks like watching my childhood. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I think uh, I gave Blue Beetle 100%. So I'll see that one probably on a Thursday night when it comes out. Okay. Uh, it looks good. And James Gunn has said that Blue Beetle is the first DCU character. So he is surviving the transition. Is that what we're calling it now? The DCU? Yeah, that's it's the DCU. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so he said that Blue Beetle is the first character in the DCU and Superman Legacy will be the first movie. Okay. And don't forget, there is a Gran Turismo movie coming out, so. I mean, it looks mm. okay-ish. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, I don't like racing games, much less movies about racing, but, <laughs> you know, like, at least it's based on a true story and it's not, like, trying to, like, right, they made a Need for Speed movie, and they're trying to come up with some reason to have these cars racing. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I don't even know that it's based on a true story. I have no idea. I'd- oh, no, Gran Turismo is. Okay. It's it's based on... So it's about 
like they took the 10 best Gran Turismo players in the world okay. and then had them audition or try to actually race real cars. And so it's about a story about an actual guy who won that and became a real race car driver. Oh, so, I did not. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. Well, that could be interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's not like, you know, I don't even know how you make a Gran Turismo game movie. Yeah. I just want the Burnout Paradise movie. Just that's all I want just, in my just world. Just car crashes? Just car crashes over and over and over again. Scotty, where can, people find you? where can people just crash into crashes. you as uh, you. Dave Matthews Band would encourage us to do uh, on the internets song. and whatnot? Let's not, let, if you want to get into summertime activities from when I was in the 20s, I saw Dave Matthews Band a lot. Really? Oh my gosh, yeah. But that'd be the, I've that sounds them, like a great show. I've seen them probably 10 or 15 times. Mm. I mean, a lot. I had tickets to see Duran Duran. I won them yeah, on the did, radio. Yeah, you told me. Did you go? I did not. I did oh. not. It was a Saturday night. It was in Tampa, which is a two-hour drive. And we had, oh, yeah? we had okay. been working every day from about 7 a.m. Oh, okay. to 11, trying to get our ceiling back okay. up in the church. Okay, so that's, fair. I, that's uh, fair. I donated the tickets to uh, Charlotte the Intern's parents. Did- Pastor Mayor Rodney oh. Cannon got to go see Duran Duran in my stead and had a delightful evening with his wife, Lindsay. It was Lindsay. a good show. So we blessed Her the name Cannons. is Rio. She danced something. You can crash into me. Mm. Into me, yeah, baby. Uh, go to the Christian Nerd.com. Actually, just look for the Christian Nerd in your podcast app and download and listen to it. And if this episode comes out sometime this week when we're recording it, the most recent episode is a review of The Flash. It's about an hour and 15 minutes talking about that movie. Yeah. What was and the best the part of The Flash that, for you? The best part of The Flash. Best part. Spoilers ensue. Spoilers ensue. Uh, I... Speaking of crazy people, Ezra Miller, probably kind of crazy, but very charismatic. And Barry Allen was great. Both Barry Allens were were great. I I loved Barry Allen. Both of them. All right. Yeah. I, I, I thought I'm like Barry Allen's very entertaining. I, I'm I am I'm enjoying this character. Michael Keaton. Which I did not Michael Keaton was great. I, I wish that they great. would not have put him in the commercial. I wish it would have been a delightful surprise. That's what I was. You can't, obviously you can't do that. Like, this isn't a flash. Never mind. Go listen to you know. We can do a flash review <laughs> episode if you want. We don't. We don't start unpacking the flash right now. All right. Well, there's a time and a not place after for we spent all that time unpacking Wes Anderson. <laughs> the, time, the time for this episode was Wes Anderson. The time for the flash is over on the Christian Nerd. My name's uh, Tony. You can find all the Nerd of Godcast stuff on your social medias at Nerd of Godcast. Uh, basically wherever listen to these podcasts download them like share subscribe uh, love jesus love others and be a better nerd scotty that's what i say until next time we don't gotta go home we can't stay here i'm already at home me too help me my name is tracy morgan i'm trapped in a show inside of a show (laughs) have fun camping my friend time i was camping and the world was on fire and you were really concerned for me i was to take a photo i had to take a photo with a map of like this is where i am this is where the fire is at and this was where my house i'm just generally concerned for you because you live in california you know someone in florida would feel that way (laughs) i'm sure the feelings go both ways (laughs) that's actually true there's a lot i'm like wow and like you know yours are you know i'm in a 
godless communist state, which I understand, uh, which is a fear to have for me. My fear is like, is some random person going to throw an alligator at Tony when he's preaching? 